You're listening to Coach Talk, a podcast about coaching for improvement in health and social care. Here you will meet several international experts and coaches to discuss challenges, opportunities, models and tools that might be useful when you coach others to make improvements. And here we are and it's um, in the end of April 2020 and it's a special time. And in the studio I have uh, my boss here. Uh, welcome. Thank uh, you. Who are you? Well, I'm uh, a man uh, experienced in healthcare since uh, 30, 35 years. And uh, at home I today have uh, grandchildren and, or grandchild, I should say. And uh, a very happy family so uh, I, I I'm in a very uh, exclusive world I think and your name is my name is Jöran Henriks yeah and my name is Nicolina Wackerberg and I'm a development leader here at Kulturum and today we uh, wanted to have a short dialogue about how how are we doing this coaching in the middle of this Corona crisis, and there were several things that struck my mind. Um, we are old. We are, we've all been teaching the PSA cycle and and how we do improvement, and and we know that we have to do small tests and then we we start to do bigger tests. But now in this crisis, um, we we can hardly do small tests. It's just going as quick as possible, and it's big scale. So, so how are we coaching that? How, how do we have to think? Do you, what do yeah, you have? For me, um, what is happening now is something that uh, could have happened uh, 10 to 15 years ago. Uh, because uh, many other industries outside healthcare has over the last 10, 15 years uh, been in a very transformative curve. Uh, cost of uh, the global competition and uh, uh, understanding that new technology will force them to completely new work processes. Now, uh, uh, sometimes change comes cost of uh, uh, money issues, but change can also come through uh, uh, crisis or war and so on. And I think we are now in a, uh, not in a war situation, absolutely not, but we are in a, a crisis, so to say, that we see that our old work processes are not enough to meet the different uh, issues that the systems now are expected to do. So we are expected to uh, help many people that are at risk caused of the virus, virus. and this uh, uh, virus we have no idea of how to meet. And since we live in a paradigm that we only do what we know how to do, we are not having the tools that can meet this situation. Now, if we had 
invested a little more in innovation, in uh, studying things that are outside our system. I think our uh, preparation for this situation could have been a little better. Mm. But uh, that preparation phase we haven't been into, uh, mostly because I think that uh, the uh, Western countries' healthcare system have had uh, kind of good resources to do their work based on the old way of doing the work. So now we don't really have a preparation time. So if I, I'm going back to the PDSA cycle, that is our tool that we use normally. So now there is no preparation, so there is less planning and more of doing it. But as a coach, what do you think is important? If you are coaching a team who is starting a new, new world or whatever, um, we can't coach in the old way either. So, so what do you think you have to think about when you coach a new team? I think uh, this is true that you say, but at the same time uh, not true. Uh, in the PDSA work we say that um, there is a P yeah. that should be 60 to 80 percent of the total time. And I think that this P uh, is coming to an end right now. Yeah. And then it has gone like uh, six to ten weeks that we have invested in that P. Uh, and now we are understanding much better a lot of things. Uh, let me first talk about something outside the COVID-19 unit and then I think that uh, with the digital uh, uh, systems, we uh, used uh, uh, Skype and we used this kind of uh, uh, digital supports where we didn't have to meet, so we had video conference systems and so on. And if that was the first PDSA <laughs> to get that in place, we suddenly so now that when the context were moving very quickly, we immediately started to use Cisco. And Cisco is a system where we maybe do not have the collaborative approach within its thinking. We can make Cisco to a collaborative tool. Uh, with different groups, but it's a little complicated. Mm. Then we saw that Zoom and uh, the Microsoft system teams come up, came up and we immediately adapted those uh, systems with uh, very quick tests because they were fitting into the context we are. Now, I think it's the same thing with the, the Convid uh, treatment, even though I'm not close enough to, to uh, uh, really describe it. But from the beginning, it was everything about oxygen. Mm. But suddenly it's about how the patient are in, uh, in the bed, how 
the patient should get stimulated by music because we have seen that that brings uh, positive vibrations in the minds and then we have seen that if they can connect by different kind of uh, uh, video systems that can also bring a shorter time at the convid unit we we use the pdsa but we maybe do not use them in a strict uh, experimental design approach but i think people do this within the daily work but uh, do not always do it scientifically. Mm. I, I think they do it, but they do it so quickly. And I think maybe if we are not writing it down, I think maybe the, the P is quite short now. So they are doing it. But let's coach them to study it. Yes, to, to still course. To still have to write down, okay, the, the music, well, how did it help, in what way? So that, that we are not just going in every day just doing things uh, because then we, we lose a lot of knowledge I think so as a coach for me I should coach my team if I have a team um, to use the reflection um, a lot more and also help this reflection to the next group um, because even if the P is short the, the lessons are big and mm. we have to catch the lessons I think if I, if I use a metaphor yeah. uh, from sports, if suddenly a soccer player uh, makes a shot to, uh, that is very successful with a curve in the shot, or in basketball a, a technique is developed so you can shoot further out or something like that, that immediately uh, becomes a positive provocation Mm. to people to learn much quicker what is behind this. And I think that this is happening right now, that there is hundreds of thousands of healthcare people that every day look into the different social media and the literature and the research, research centers to find small pieces that can add on to a better understanding of how to make COVID-19 treatment even more successful. Yeah. And that's a fantastic phase to live in, actually, even though we don't feel it in our bodies always, that that, that is happening. Yeah, to, to really um, highlight the progress and try to catch that. Um, I think you can do that when you are a bit at ease, when you are not very stressed. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also recognize that a lot of people are very stressed and worried about everything what's happening and going on. Can I be sick? Can my parents be sick? Uh, well, you know, they, so th they are worried by themselves. And then you should coach somebody else. So how can you coach somebody else when you're yourself maybe are very stressed and very worried. No, I, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I, I both mm -hmm. see, feel and understand that it is like this. But um, for me, there is a collective grief yeah. 
but the collective grief doesn't mean that everybody have the same uh, step into that grief. For some people, it is the question of life and death. They are afraid of death or they have relatives that are uh, uh, in this situation or so on. So it's very personal. Yeah. For other ones, it is a grief that maybe their work will never look the same mm. any longer. And for others, it's a grief because they have a husband or wife that has lost their job. And for others, and this kind of maximum grief gives us a very mm. hard situation. And suddenly everybody search for the language of grief and death mm. but it comes from different motives mm. and, and uh, perspectives that was quite helpful for me i talked to another coach and she said to me you have to think about one question what's meant for you to grieve so that you don't take everything and and I I thought that was That's a nice a that nice was a nice thing. question. What's meant for me to grieve, and to sit and reflect a little bit about that. Okay, this is meant for me, but not everything. No. And then I have to cope with this part, and then it's more easy to help somebody else. It is. I I, I really like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think also there is a challenge now that in this situation that um, all people want to be the best of themselves. Mm. But, so there is a grief also on that problem yeah. <laughs> because you get unsure of what can be expected of me in the future. <laughs> can I be the best of myself in that next future mm. and uh, when we come to coaching I think this is one of the critical issues now that the leadership uh, shows that love that this is something we are all in mm. and we need to be an even stronger we to help each other to to not get those negative <laughs> thinkings about yourself yeah, I also think, okay, you want to be the best for yourself, but you have to find that way and you have to give yourself time. Yes. So, okay, it will come. Uh, and somebody is already there, they are already doing in the top of what they can do. But some other people need to find a way, a new way, and mm. that's okay. So, so also that we are having different pace in this mm. and that we are not too hard to ourselves. Mm. Uh, I talked to a lot of people and they said, I'm so tired, but I don't do anything. I'm at home because we are uh, asked to be at home, asked to be at home, but I'm so tired mm. and I do nothing. And maybe that's okay for now. So I don't, so. don't, don't blame yourself no. because this is a normal reaction. Yes. And part of this process that we now talk about. Yes. But at the same time, how do we coach them <laughs> to, to not to, to not to get too tired? <laughs> and um, yeah, 
I think that uh, to be very concrete is a good way to come out of the situation. And, mm. you know, Nicolina, we start everybody together eight or five every yeah. day. Yeah. And then we uh, get the chance to think about what is important for us today and what is important for me today. Even though we don't talk explicit about it, but the start uh, gives the day a positive opportunity. Yes, yes. And, and then we have different kind of check-in uh, options where we ask people just to meet and talk about how their days are. Yeah. And I think staying on that concrete approach is very crucial. What I also liked is that we started to summarize the week. Well, mm -hmm. three of the things that you did. Yeah. Only three things. So it's, it's not very much pressure, but it's the three most important things I did. But also, what am I, am I going to do next week? What are my plans? Sure. And um, there was one question. How can we as leaders support you mm -hmm. uh, in that work? I think that's also a very nice way of coaching and helping people to get through this tiredness yes. and to to get motivation again and, um, and continue. So a little bit backwards, what am I proud of, what have I done, and forwards, what am I going to do? I think that's very helpful. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Is there something else in the coaching nowadays that can be helpful? Then I think that um, talking about how it will look like after this phase uh, is very important. And I think that we soon are there. We, people are ready to have those discussions mm. now after this six to ten weeks. So I think uh, uh, in the middle of May, we will have very concrete plans for the fall. So maybe we next time, maybe I can have an interview with you about how are we looking forward after Corona. Or, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So to all our listeners, I hope that you enjoyed this uh, episode and you are very welcome to listen to the next one. And all the best from Sweden and stay safe and healthy. Bye bye. This podcast is made by Kulturum Design and Learning Center in Sweden.